This is High School Not So Much a Musical, a podcast that takes you on a ride through the peaks and valleys of a high school journey. Here are your presenters, Nitin Jalodanki and Ayush Agarwal. Hello everyone and welcome back to High School Not So Much a Musical. This is part two of our conversation with Dr. Victoria Wilson Crane, who, as we remember from part one, is a grief uh, specialist. Uh, just as a reminder, she does have a book called 16 Days. It's about the death of her niece and the 16 days between um, the death and the funeral. So uh, that's available on Amazon. Well, the link is in the description, so you can go ahead and check it out if you if you want to learn more um, about grief. So uh, the first question I have for you is that like, there's many sort of things that can happen like after someone's death. And like one of the main ones is like how they're actually buried or what happens to the body after. So like, uh, you know, there's obviously like a regular, like a casket in the coffin burial. There's like natural burials and then there's also cremations. So like, I know some of them, they will have to like deal with religious aspects, but I just want to know if we could get your like opinion on, um, opinion on those three different ones and like which one do you think is the best? Well that's a tough question. Um, I think it's a a very very personal um, choice and I think part of the problem around that choice is that because we don't talk about death and dying so much um, often it's when somebody's died that it's those left behind that will make that choice on behalf of the, the, the person. So I think it's very difficult to think there's there's a better one. Um, I think just a little story from my experience. Um, I remember when I was growing up, my um, parents told me that burial um, is is much more traumatic. So as the griever, uh, burial is is really traumatic. So I I grew up with that concept that that, that was that was difficult, whereas cremation was somehow easier. And one of the first funerals I went to was a relative of mine and um, I was a teenager and they were cremated and I was absolutely beside myself. I was I was just so tearful because I didn't really understand what was going on because nobody had explained to me what would happen. And cremations can, can be different, um, but the ones that I've been to, you will see um, You'll see the casket on a on a plinth or on a on a table or on a rest in some way and then either the casket will be physically taken away or it might be on um some kind of mechanical like conveyor belt a little bit like in the supermarket it'll be um it'll be moved away from you or a curtain might come down or a a very light curtain might come down there are all different ways that different um different crematorium will, will deal with that um to see the family member of mine um, effectively disappeared behind a curtain when I just didn't know what was going on. I was just very, very upset because it, it I didn't know what, what was happening, where they'd gone, where they were going. Um, as far as I understand around um, cremation, um, which is the, the, the burning of the body, um, it doesn't actually happen straight away. Um, so you're not gonna see any of that. But what you will probably see is um, you'll either leave leave the person there and you will walk away from that or in a, some kind of symbolic way there'll be a curtain or as I say the the, um, the casket or the coffin will, will will move and it's a kind of symbolism to say okay that's that's the close and that's the end of it so purely from my perspective whilst I've been totally um, encouraged to think that cremation is the is the easiest I found that very very upsetting just for me and the only thing I can think of 
around that is just that I just didn't know what was going on. I'd seen in films, I'd seen people standing around a hole in the ground in a churchyard or a you know graveyard. Um, so at least I knew in my head what, what that physically looked like. I had no concept of what a cremation really was or meant. And I think that's what really confused me. And it's made me think that we perhaps ought to tell people a little bit more about what to expect during these services, because particularly for young people that they're very alien situations, you know, touch wood, it's not something that we do very, very frequently. And if you know what to expect, your confidence can just be a little bit higher and your, your anxiety might be a little bit lower, like anything else that we do. So a little bit like doing things for the first time as part of school or as part of sports, social activities. If you know what to expect, you know how to behave, um, it can be, can be easier. So from my experience of burial, I actually found burials much more reassuring because I knew exactly where that person was. And my first experience of a burial was in my early 20s, one of my, my grandparents, um, and I went to the burial. And I actually found it quite comforting that I knew where we were leaving them. Um, it happened to be a nice day, the, the weather was nice. So I actually have very sad memories of the day for obvious reasons, because um, my relative had died. It was actually just a relief to, to walk away. I know if I wanted to go back in five minutes or 30 minutes or three days, I knew exactly where they were. Um, with my cremated relative, I, I didn't really know where, where they were at that point. So it's definitely not a definitive and it's all down to, as I say, personal choice. But just from my perspective, I think burial is probably the, 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 the better option. I don't know what it's like in the in the US. We actually have um, a bit of a land shortage in the UK. So it's not always an option to be buried. And more often than not, it's a requirement that, that bodies will be uh, will be cremated. Um, some of that is, is slightly environmental as well, just in terms of taking up that space. Um, so I think it's useful for adults to talk to children and talk to young people at an age appropriate time about what to expect if they're going to attend funerals so that they will understand what, what is actually happening and not be quite so shocked and, and surprised. Um, and then as we go into, into adulthood, um, as soon as uh, people can understand and express their feelings, useful to talk about it because then the family isn't then left in the dark as to what they ought to do around that, that really difficult time. And as I said in the first episode, it's quite a busy time. So having to think about and make decisions um, is quite difficult when you're in, in those early stages of, of shock and grief. So I think it's helpful if those conversations have taken place because then at least somebody might know what the wishes were of the person who's, who's died. Yeah, I like completely agree with that. So like the only, uh, or for me, in my case, the only like sort of death I've actually experienced when I was alive was my great grandfather's. He's lived, he lived till 105. So he died in like 2015 or yeah, he died in 2015. Um, so that was the only death like I experienced. And then my family went and they did a cremation and everything. And like um, in America, I don't really know how cremations work, like what happens after, but I know in India, like they'll receive the ashes of the body um, and then they'll go and they'll pour it into a river. And it's sort of like this 
nice thing that the entire family does together. But I know in America, a lot of um, a lot of families they like to keep the ashes like in the body. Or oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. They like to keep the ashes like in sort of a vase that they'll keep like in their living room and everything. But I feel like it's uh, it really varies. But um, like one of the things that you know my mom was complaining about uh, when when they had a cremation is that like when there's a when there's a burial like there's a tombstone and everything and like you were saying there's a place where you can actually go you can drop off flowers, but like when there's a cremation you don't like know like you don't yeah you don't know what happened to the body all you're left with is the ashes and then in India you have to go and get rid of the ashes so um, yeah it kind of, it varies from like religion and your culture uh, like where you are in the world but um uh yeah so like one of the questions that i have for you that was about this topic is that do you, would there be like any way um for a family uh like oh sorry 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 uh, basically uh on, on the note about uh funerals and um uh, like coffins or like lowering the casket into the ground like i feel like movies portray this like really badly every time there's a death in there in the movie it's like it's a rainy day everyone's like everyone's in black everyone has umbrellas it's like raining there's it's super gloomy and then it's just a very sad thing but then i think in your experience or in yeah in your situation you were talking about how like it was sunny like everyone was sort of like happy it wasn't like it wasn't it wasn't like how it was portrayed in like the movies so i wanted to know like what, what's your opinion on how like movies portray death and grief is it like similar or do you think like they're pretty different from real life yeah, I think some elements can be can be similar. So I think um, the the sort of mechanics of how the the casket is is um, is lowered in, into into the ground. From my experience, seeing it on on films and and on television, um, that's pr pretty accurate. That that kind of does happen. Um, but I totally agree with you that um, filmmakers try to play on. Um, evoking those emotions around making this um, making the viewers really get, get involved in, in what's happening. So try to um, use the weather or use um, music as well. It's quite often used. Now, music can be played at the graveside, but that's never happened at a funeral that I've been at. So the background music that you might have sometimes heard in, in films, um, actually just hearing the birds tweeting can be nicer than, than listening to quite a sombre piece of music that, that's, that's sometimes playing. Um, in terms of clothing, and that's a choice as well. I mean, people traditionally um, in our culture um, and in the UK traditionally might say black and dark clothes. And actually for my niece's funeral, that, that is exactly what we did. Um, but we wouldn't have minded if anybody didn't. It's not, it's not that much of a formal um, occasion necessarily. What can be difficult is if you don't know what the rules are. So ask. If you're not sure, it's worth asking because then you're not going to feel uncomfortable. Um, sometimes in the in the UK, we've got in a habit of maybe wearing something or wearing clothes that maybe the person's favourite colour. Or if they followed a sports team, maybe a soccer team, um, they may have something um, that symbolises them, maybe for the colour. Or I've seen examples of people wearing um, soccer shirts or, or things like that for, for, for people. So there can be a range of different things that people do, which I've not seen so much in the, in the movie. It does tend to be people very formally dressed, um, usually in black suits. Um, usually the woman has a hat. I've seen a lot of females wearing a hat with a veil and I 
I haven't seen that at funerals in the UK. Maybe I've been to different funerals than other people, but I don't think that's that common. But I kind of expected that might happen. Um, in the movies as well, you sometimes see people wearing black, black gloves. Um, I've seen the funeral directors wearing gloves, but I've never worn gloves at a funeral except for when it was very cold. So I think what they try and do um, on the television and films is to try and portray that sort of um, that sadness through the imagery that they use. But I don't think that's that realistic, not from my experience. And in a lot of cases, if you, um, I don't think we ever celebrate anybody during their funeral necessarily, but if, if you are with a family that wants things to be a little bit upbeat, there may be music that they choose, which is not what you may be expecting, not necessarily sad music. So at my niece's funeral, we had a couple of songs which were quite uplifting and were more to do with her and, and um, she loved to travel. So we had Walking in Memphis, for example. Um, so there may be things like that that you might just not be expecting if you're going to take the lead from what we've seen in the movies. Yeah, like thank you so much for that. And sadly, we are running up short on our time. So one of the questions we always ask the guests that we bring on is just a general tips question. So like uh, Dr. Victoria Wilson Crane, if you could give any tips to the high schoolers listening to this podcast right now, what would it be? Like, um, it could be, you know, about grief, depression, or it could just be about anything in life. So I'll give the floor to you and you can just talk about anything. Thank you. That's really helpful. I would say a couple of things, really. Um, it has been an unprecedented time, certainly over the last couple of years. And all of us are in situations where emotions are perhaps not as they would have been um, if we hadn't have had the pandemic. If you then add to that, the general uh, teenager um, growth uh, development time. Um, it's a tr it can be a tricky time to, to navigate. So my heart really goes out to you at this time. And I think young people, certainly young people in my field of view have shown tremendous resilience at this time and they may not even know it, but you are living through really unprecedented times as we all are, but at least I'm an adult. Um, at least I had, you know, some of that, some of that earlier youth with fewer things on my mind and not, not quite so worried. So I think one piece of advice would be don't give yourself a hard time. If you are feeling either uncertain or down or unhappy with what's happening in your life at the moment, I would certainly encourage you to talk to somebody that you trust. Now that may not be a parent, but hopefully it could be, but it may be another inspirational adult in your life. It could be another family member or it could be a teacher. Talk to somebody that you trust about how you feel and try to explain how you feel. But if you don't know how and don't have the words to explain that, that's okay too. It's fine just to say, I'm feeling a bit lost at the moment. I'm feeling a bit uncertain. I need a bit of help and a bit of guidance. And the last thing I would say just around death and dying is, if it is something that you've been curious about and it is something that you have questions about, there's an awful lot of resources out there that can help you understand this process a little bit better and stop it being something so mystical and so secretive. I feel like I'm on a little bit of a mission myself to try and stop um, us as, as a society being so um, secretive about death. So if you do have questions about that, either about things that you've already experienced or perhaps things that you're just worried about are on the horizon. Again, talk to somebody, maybe talk to your peer group and your friends because you may find they're feeling the same. Or again, talk to an adult that you trust 
and try and um, open up a conversation about death and dying and explain what it is you're you're thinking about what are you worried about what are you curious about it's absolutely fine to ask questions about this um, so I would just encourage you to not be scared of doing that but my final comment again just going back to my first point I'm so proud of everything that our young people are doing these days because it's such a, a challenging time for, for all of us in the world and hopefully we're, we're moving out of um, the kind of worst Covid period as, as we are now so just want to wish you all the very best with whatever it is you've got planned for your, your futures. Thank you so much Dr Wilson Crane for your time and for all the advice that you've given to our listeners. To our listeners thank you so much for listening and we hope to see you in future episodes. Thank you so much for your time. That's our show for today. Now roll the credits. High School Not So Much A Musical is hosted by Ayush Agarwal, Nitin Jaladanki, and Rishi Sinha. Narration by Samhit Padala. Music from Louis Luang Relaxation Cafe, Tune Pocket, and Infraction. If you like the show, please recommend it to your friends and family. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.